the Mart Tips and Rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi. And Clee. And today we're hanging out in the studio. It is a nice, relaxing day as we run around and get ready for the show that we have going on next weekend. Yeah, it's a relaxing, not relaxing day. Today we have a question that we're going to be answering. Yeah, and I think this is a really great question. It's about staying motivated when maybe things aren't exactly moving. So our question comes from Noah Ali. I have a problem as I want everyone to appreciate and love my baby artwork. I feel depressed when few appreciate it or even no one comes to buy. I want to make more and more and get all the designs out of my head, but after facing the reality of people not buying, I felt down and stopped working. What do you do in this situation and how do you face these kinds of thoughts? Oh, that is a great question. Yeah, so basically, how do you stay motivated to create more art when your artwork is not moving? I know that I've been there. I've been there several times. Yeah. Where you go and you do a show. I think that's one of the things that uh, we get a lot of comments from people that they go out and they do one or two shows and then nothing sells and they walk away from the experience feeling very discouraged. Yeah, it it can be tricky. It can be challenging to navigate that. And um, it's definitely a reality for all artists. Like you're going to have some times where people are appreciating and looking and buying and sometimes where no one seems to care at all. Yeah. I And I think that that's all part of the journey. It is is definitely part of the journey. It was something that I had to learn uh, very early on because when we first started, we were at the flea market. And so it was a Saturday and a Sunday. And sometimes there, especially in the beginning, there were many Saturdays and Sundays where I was just sitting there and I felt, uh, what what was it that we call it? A zoo exhibit. The That's zoo what exhibit. It, yeah. Because yeah. people would just kind of like glance over and walk by and they showed no interest whatsoever. And I think that that is actually even harder to deal with sometimes than rejection, where where you kind of feel like you're out in the tumbleweeds. Like you don't matter at all, like you're invisible. Yeah. I would. I remember saying uh, back then, I feel like I'm having an invisible day. Yeah. And um, the fact of the matter is, it's still a thing now. Like, I go through really busy periods of time, and then I go through periods of time, like at the Palafox market that I do, sometimes it's that way. Like, it seems like no one gives a rip about my jewelry. And like I said, I think that that's all part of the journey. Uh, It's interesting that we're reading this question now because even though I haven't done markets and, and like stuff like that for a while, the fact that I've been in the studio and I haven't really been contacted by anybody for any commissions or anything like that in the last uh, month, uh, it makes you, it starts to make you feel like you're invisible even when you know that you're still busy. You know, I think that there's something very psychological about this. It's almost like being uh, put off into the tumbleweeds. Yeah. And you're, and you kind of, you start to feel like it's a reflection of your art and that your art is no good. And so you get really, really discouraged by what it is that you create, because maybe people are saying that it's beautiful. Maybe people are saying that, oh, yeah, I really like it, but nobody's buying it. And because nobody's buying it, you immediately think that it is a failure. 
Right, like it's something you're doing wrong that's causing people to not buy your art. Yeah, and then that's where you start making the excuses like, well, maybe my art's no good. Maybe I'm not a good salesperson. If only I blah, blah, blah this or if only I blah, blah, blah that. And then you you get discouraged because you feel like either A, your art's not good enough or B, you're not good enough to sell your art. Honestly, the worst thing you could do when you are, especially in the beginning when you're starting, because nobody knows who you are. You're basically just out there to introduce yourself and so like if you're going into a market or any kind of situation where you're showing your art and uh you you start to discourage yourself and you start listening to the voices in your head telling you that oh well maybe it's because your art's no good maybe it's because of this maybe it's because of that and that's where your focus goes Essentially what you're doing, it's like having a person sitting on your shoulder constantly telling you, hey, you know why your art's not selling? It's not selling because you're no good, because your art's no good, because you suck, da-da-da-da-da. You should just give up. You should just uh, quit while you're ahead. That's only because you're interpreting the fact that your art didn't sell at this show or that show or or it hasn't sold for a while as an indication that your art is no good. Yeah, and if that were the case, if that was the truth, then I would have quit yeah. many, many times. Yeah, there have been there have been spans in the beginning of 2019. We had a span where uh, we didn't sell anything for about four months. Yep. And yeah, it was very discouraging. And yes, there was that voice in there that was saying, "Oh, maybe it's because your art's no good," or you know, what, whatever bullshit your that voice likes to say. But luckily we had the experience. We had been doing it long enough where like I knew that that wasn't the case. It was just, it's just timing. It's just how much are you putting yourself out there? How much experience are you allowing yourself to have? Yeah. So actually one of the things that I wrote down here in my little notes that I took uh, is to show your art in more than one place, more than one setting, more than one format, uh, try to reach different audiences so my artwork can be seen permanently right now in three locations. One is our website. Right. Uh, one is a gallery here in Pensacola and one is a gallery out in Gulf Breeze. And those reach different audiences. They all go through their slow times, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and uh, those are, those are what we call the multiple streams of income. So they're all, they're all not guaranteed sales places, but they're places where people can see your art and there is an opportunity for somebody to buy something. So you actually have more than just the three, uh, because you have the gallery in Gulf Breeze, the gallery here in town. You have our website. You actually have a few pieces on the Etsy store and you show at the Pal Fox market and we're about to do this other event. So you give yourself the opportunity to put your stuff out in front of people despite uh, the fact that maybe something hasn't sold at this location for a while. Yeah. And I, I also take the opportunity to do shows that I've never done before, even still now, especially if I know it's going to be an audience that maybe I haven't presented my work to before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to see. And, and a lot of times no one cares. 
<laughs> yeah. It, and it's not it's not anything to write home about. That's where the mindset changed for me after a while of doing shows was realizing that uh, the the unhealthy approach, it was like every time we did any kind of show or anything, uh, there'd be another artist that would walk up and it's like, how's the show going for you? And essentially what they wanted to know was, were we selling stuff? Are you making any money? Yeah. So like their, their entire interpretation of whether or not the show was a success or not had more to do with how much they sold versus uh, how many business cards they handed out or even just the fact that they were doing a show and that they were marketing themselves and putting themselves out there. There are plenty of shows that we did, especially like local shows where uh, the booth fee was maybe $50 or $20 or something like that. And the amount of people that we got to introduce ourselves to and to talk to far, far outweighed what the marketing value of that was. We got more marketing value than the $50 or the $20. And I think that that was where my mindset changed, where it wasn't about just trying to make a buck. It was about leaving a a lasting impression with the people that we introduced ourselves to and the fact that we had the opportunity to introduce ourselves to more people. Absolutely. So many of the awesome opportunities that we've had in our art careers have come from people that we met at events that at the time we had no idea that this would come to fruition later. Yeah. And there, there are so many shows that I've done where the show was a bust, where maybe I sold like a $20 item and it was a $100 show. And then a couple weeks later, somebody contacts me that saw me at the show and then they're interested in a commission or in a particular piece that they saw. Just because you don't sell something at a show doesn't mean that eventually down the road, it's not going to sell. There are lots of pieces that people see at shows that just kind of, you know, they it haunts them. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that they saw and then they kind of regret not getting it at the show. And oh, yeah. then they contact you even like a, up to a month later. And so that's a win as far as finances. But what is even more important there is the fact that you left a lasting impression on this person that met you at a show. Absolutely. Now let's talk just for a second about the scenario where absolutely no one cares at all that you're there. They don't even stop to talk to you and they just walk by. Oh yeah. I've experienced this more times than I can count. Sometimes, you know, and actually I've stopped speculating what the reasons were because um, it could have been my energy that I was putting out. Maybe I didn't really want to be there. Sometimes it's so hot that people just walk by kind of in an autopilot state, like they just want to get to air conditioning. Sometimes it's just not my people. Like I've been at shows where people just weren't there to see jewelry. They just didn't care about jewelry at all. See, and I think that that might be that might be one of the issues when it comes to doing these shows and getting discouraged is that our brains love to find the, the reason. reason. Yeah, they love to find the reason. Like you're out there and it's hot. And, you know, I've even heard you say things like, uh, people, when it's hot, people don't like trying on jewelry. Yes. You know, and like you, you, your brain has come up with this excuse and like you believe it adamantly. And it's, it's always funny to me because like the excuses that we make, we believe them right away with no evidence, no nothing other than the fact that maybe less people are trying on jewelry that day and it just so happened to be hot. And it's like we make these connections, we make these neural connections and they become, 
these excuses that are just set in stone for us. Absolutely. Your brain's like, this is the reason that this happened to you. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And like, and I think that that's where the brain works in that direction. When you're first starting to put your artwork out there or anything that you create, you're really insecure. And so in the back of your mind, you're already telling yourself, like, my stuff is no good. It's not good enough for me to do this thing and blah, 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 blah. And then you go and you do the show and nobody buys any of your stuff. And sure enough, that part of you, that insecure part of you has like some ground like, well, here's the connection. You sold nothing because you saw. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's really sad. (laughs) And it's interesting because we buy into those stories simply because our mind is the one that's making the connection and saying like, oh, well, this is happening. So it must be because of this. Mm -hmm. But we don't actually have any facts or any proof. Like it could just be an off day because that day in town wasn't the major payday for people. Maybe people don't have money. Maybe they don't have wall space. Maybe they don't have room in their jewelry box. Whatever the case is. It's a very personal reason whether or not they purchase something or they don't purchase it. And it doesn't mean that everybody that goes out there is going to like your work and have a different reason for not being able to buy it. They may just not like what you have. They may decide that they're not going to go into the booth and look at something because uh, they don't want to be tempted or they may just not want to be there. Remember that experience that you had with the mother and the daughter and the mother was showing the daughter the your jewelry and the daughter just seemed completely unimpressed. She was utterly disinterested and unimpressed. And I was like, wow, she really hates my jewelry. Well, it turns out she was mad at her mom. Yeah. She was mad at her mom. She was being disagreeable. And so anything that her mom was showing her, she was being disagreeable towards. So it just so happened to be your jewelry. But it's interesting how you could take that experience and turn it around and make it about you. And I think that that's what ends up happening at these shows. We take the experience and we make it about us. And if we're feeling insecure about our stuff, we make it about us and how much we suck. Yes, It's very easy to fall into that trap. So what do we do? So the first thing, as you so eloquently just illustrated, is stop making it about you. Stop tying your self-worth and your art value into people's reactions. Exactly. Realize when times are slow that your peeps are out there. They are. Yeah. And it, and it only, one of the things that we would tell each other, especially when a show wasn't doing so well, was it only takes one. Yep. And it doesn't matter if that one person buys during the show or after the show or a year from now, it only takes one, one connection. That's, that's all it takes. Now, if you're using the show and people buying your art as an excuse to justify why you're doing what you're doing, uh, then you're, you're heading down a tricky road. Mm-hmm. Because there is no guarantee. There is no guarantee, no matter what it is that you're selling, that if you go to an event and you put out your wares, that you're going to sell something. Yeah, that's definitely tying your emotions up into a roller coaster with no seatbelts. Yeah. At that point, you're just basing the way that you feel about yourself and your art on other people's reactions. And that's where rejection comes in. That's where galleries saying that you're not good enough. I mean, the, the two galleries in town. Well, if I were to take my pieces in, 
that I'm sure that there are artists that are like curmudgeonly uh, complain about the mounting on the back of the piece. Well, oh, yeah. this isn't a professional mounting. And I'm like, screw your professional mounting. This works just as well or even better than a professional mounting. But it's almost like people have their standards and they have their taste. And when it, when it comes to that, you are either going to discourage yourself based on what other people's opinions are or what you think other people's opinions are based on the event that happened, such as nobody buying your stuff at an event. Yeah, equals you saw. Yeah. The other thing is staying motivated to make art, which really that's what we're talking about. But when times are slow for me, that's exactly the time that I create more art. Yeah. I mean, I try to be creating art frequently, regularly, but when times are slow, I use that time to design and make new stuff and keep myself inspired. And I think I think the reason we do that is because we've trained ourselves to understand that when things are slow, it's almost like a, a river, right? And this is going to get all woo-woo sounding or whatever, but like it's almost like a river and it's flowing. And let's say things slow down and you're not selling anything and the river just kind of gets blocked, right? Well, in order to get some movement going – the idea of creating is is just to get that flowing and get it moving again. And so like to me, if if I'm not selling anything and I get discouraged and then I stop creating altogether, then that that just puts it that just makes the entire thing stagnant. It then just there, blocks yeah, it there's entirely. there's not gonna be any kind of movement whatsoever. But let's say I'm not selling anything and finding other reasons to get excited about what I do, which is creating something. Let me create something amazing. Let me create something exciting. Let me create this. Let me do this. Let me do that. And as long as I'm doing that, then I know that eventually there's going to be some movement because if I'm excited about it, then other people will get excited about it. That and excitement's going to translate. Yeah, exactly. Now, if I'm discouraged because I'm not selling stuff and then I decide to just stop – then I'm I'm basically giving up. And at that point, there's nothing for me to share. There's no excitement for me to like uh, uh, get somebody else excited about. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. We get excited about the creation of the art because we know that that's going to have an impact on our business. So I think that that's where we've trained ourselves to not to give in to – the stupid voices in our head that are like, you suck and you haven't sold anything and you're, you're a, a waste of space. Right. All the mean things. I mean, those are some really, really mean things that our own minds tell us during times like that. You just didn't sell anything at the show. It doesn't mean anything else. Yeah. You didn't sell any. You haven't sold anything for a while. Maybe you just got started, especially in the beginning. You, I, it took three to four months for me to sell my first piece. Yes, I went through the voices in my head telling me that I suck and that this was not going to work out and you are a complete failure and all that stuff. And the challenge there was not trying to sell a piece to satiate those voices. The challenge there was getting over the voices in my own head so that I could keep moving forward. Remaining confident and keeping the momentum going. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what you take advantage of the fact that the voices are in your head and they're telling you that that you suck and that you're never going to make it as an artist and you're not going to do this because times are slow. If you're able to get over that when things are not going well, 
then you're going to be able to keep moving forward when things are better, when things are mediocre, or if things maybe slow down a little bit again, you're going to be able to show yourself that you can get through the negative voices. It's not about selling something to prove to yourself that you can do this. That's what a lot of people do. They're like, I'm going to sell this thing and then I'm going to prove to myself that I'm an artist. Well, what if you don't sell it? Does it mean that you're not an artist? Does it mean that you're going to stop? And and that that's the problem. We give ourselves these ultimatums and it's not about that. It's about listening to the dumb voices that perpetuate negativity and discouragement in our own heads and believing them or hearing those voices and deciding that, hey, I'm not going to buy into your crap and I'm going to I'm going to prove to myself that despite uh, this voice telling me that I'm not going to make it or that because I didn't sell anything that I suck, that I'm going to keep going and I'm going to prove to myself that I have what it takes, not by selling something, but by taking another step and another step and another step every single day. I'm going to keep creating because this art is within me. And I really like what this person said, actually, that the art is within them. The designs are there in this person's head and they want to get them out as tangible art. And that's art in its purest form. Yeah, it is. That is where the blockage comes from because you have this inside of you. Like it, it wants to burst out. You want to express yourself. You want to create this thing. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's stopping you is some dumb voice telling you that like, oh, well, people don't like your stuff. It's no. Don't listen to those voices and just keep creating your stuff and let your people find you eventually. Just be patient and, you know, push through the suck. That's mm -hmm. basically what it is. You got to push through the suck. And most of the suck is going to come from your own head trying to discourage you from moving forward. Because essentially what our brains is trying to do is protect us from things that we don't fully comprehend that we've never experienced before. And so it's going to make it as hard on you as possible. The good news is that the, the worse that the stuff that your brain is telling you, the closer you are to the threshold of getting through it. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes it, the negative voices get louder before they cease. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, they're like, oh, it's, uh, it's almost like you're walking towards this uh, starting line going off into this race that you don't know anything about and somebody's there it's like you don't know what you're doing no you you're not you're not fit enough to do this you're you're not good enough to do this why are you doing this and then the closer you get to that starting line the louder and louder they get at this point now they're yelling at you cuz you're almost there and then once you cross that threshold they're done what can they do at that point exactly and that that's basically the same way you have to treat the voices in your head and i know that it sounds like you know we're all crazy and we have these voices in our head telling us but it's acknowledging that a lot of the stuff that you tell yourself is not the voice of god it is not the voice of reason a lot of the stuff that you're telling yourself is stuff that uh, your self-talk is not that great yeah, talk more good to yourself, talk, I think. Yeah, talk more good. <laughs> talk more good. There may be a time where you're very busy and your art career has taken off and you'll almost relish the slower times where you are able to just let the art pour out of you. Exactly. And if you get in that habit of letting the art pour out of you and always creating, always moving forward, you'll be unstoppable. Yeah, and I think that that's the benefit of it. If you are creating despite 
what anybody else is telling you, despite what your brain is trying to tell you you should do, uh, then you will make it a habit to create from a genuine place. Mm -hmm. I think that that's brilliant, honey. I think this was such a great question, one we can all relate to. Thank you, Noah Ali, for the great question. Yeah, thank you. We hope we answered it and gave you some helpful insights and uh, along your journey, and we hope you keep creating from that pure place. Yeah, keep creating. Noah, you've got this. You've got this. You just... You're so close. You've done the thing where you've put your stuff out there and maybe it's not selling. This is just part of the journey. It is getting through this hurdle of discouragement, of inner discouragement, and keep moving and keep going. And this is really the part that you need to learn. It's not It's not about selling the work. It's about showing yourself that despite any adversity, despite anything going wrong, despite the fact that you're not selling, that you are indeed an artist and you could keep moving forward step by step, that you are not going to quit, that you're going to keep moving forward and even push through the suck because you are an artist. Take that opportunity where things are slow and maybe things are not working out so well to show yourself that you are not willing to quit, that you are willing to keep going despite what anybody else says or what your own mind says. And I think that's it for the podcast. Uh, just to let you guys know, I'm going to make an announcement about next month. Next month is going to be website month. I am going to tackle the website questions that I've gotten. And just to make you guys aware, if you do have any questions for us, there is a page on the website where you could actually put your questions in. Unfortunately, on YouTube and on the podcast, we've gotten so many comments that it's gotten a little bit overwhelming for me. So please leave the comments on the YouTube or on the podcast. We still read the comments. Obviously, we love reading your comments. But if you have a specific question, please go to the website. And on the YouTube Patreon page, there is a page for you to enter your question to us. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, just click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. Say goodbye, Clee. Good day. Adios.